Welcome to Money Lab. Oh, it's going to be a good one today. Before we get into all of the things that we're going to talk about, which is mostly about branding um, and branding specifically a niche site that you may want to scale into something else, I want to introduce Chris. <laughs> uh, same last name as me. So, you know, could be, uh, we could be married, right? That would be really weird. Common law, at least. Yeah. Uh, but no. And um, what basically what we're doing right now is a video podcast. This is for the community only, for Money Lab Pro members only. And that's for, that's for the video version, mind you. Now, if you're listening to this on your ear pods or your car or, you know, whatever else you listen to, um, you are getting this audio only. But if you want the video version of this, the full video version of this podcast that you're listening to right now, go over to moneylab.co slash pro and join our community. All right? So without further ado, let's get started with the episode, which is all about branding. Now, I know a lot of people struggle with branding their website. It's I'm literally helping a friend right now go through it. And the biggest struggle is, well, what if I pick the wrong name? What if I go too narrow? What else, will I ever be able to expand into something? Will I ever be able to scale my business if my brand name is too specific? Uh, also, I'm not that creative. I don't know how to create a brand name. I, you know, are there tricks? Are there methods? Yes, there are. We're going to go over all of them in this episode. All right. So uh, first thing is let's just talk about a niche site example that I see come up all the time. And this example is not real. Okay, I just want to point this out. Don't go Googling this. Don't go putting it in your domain or in your in your uh, Chromes or Firefoxes or uh, Operas or uh, Safaris or AltaVistas. It's it's just doesn't exist. It's called CeilingFanReviews.com. And I know you've heard of this before. I know you may even own a site that has the word reviews in it or that has something specific and then reviews or something specific and something else. And guess what? What do you do with that? You can only talk about ceiling fans, but we're going to rebrand that later. But if you, if, if that is something that you struggle with, and maybe you have a domain name that's very similar to that, we're going to take ceilingfans.com and we're going to rebrand it later in this episode using the methods that we're going to talk about. Okay. First, I want to go over good brand names. What is a good brand name? Chris, name one good brand name that you, can you think off the top of your head? Like, oh, I really like that that name could be any industry it doesn't even matter i mean let's go with playstation why do you like that i feel like it it kind of gets the name across like it's a station that you play uh-huh where adversely like a nintendo switch it doesn't really tell you what it is is that a brand name or is that a product Ooh, name yeah you're right because well, sony makes playstation you're right right mm. is sony a good brand name no. Why? Because it doesn't really tell you what it is. Not that it needs to exactly spell everything out for you, because then, like you're probably getting into, is that you're going to, like, narrow yourself down. Yeah. And you want to really be a little bit more broad. Right. Like Microsoft, they don't well, make small software. So No, no, they're an ice cream shop. Yes. Right? That makes small... What is it? What is what's the joke? They do. Uh, it's a microbrewery that does a soft serve. Yes, yeah, Microsoft. Microsoft. Or or a phone number that you can call to get air quality reports. I'm going to call it American Airlines. 
if you get the well, reference, hey, there you go. Uh, American <laughs> Airlines, though. Yeah, it's an American company. Company that flies planes. Yeah, that's a pretty good brand name. But that's all they can do. You're right. They can't do buses. No, but if you're Delta, you can. Ooh. Right. But what does what does Delta mean? Delta is like, like a triangle, right? Something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the the logo. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, there are there are things that are like very broad, like Sony, right? And I I don't know where Sony comes from. I don't know if that's like someone's last name or a combination of things that turned into that. Mm. Um, actually, so like this is, you, you know what I think it was a great brand name. Mm. Into it, you know what Into it is. That's the they make uh, the accounting software. Yes, or... they make QuickBooks. Yeah, they own TurboTax now. They bought Mint.com. Now there's so I have a story about that. That's why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. So Intuit is short for Intuitive, sure. right? So I was like, okay, cool. That that makes sense. So I was I was part of a software company back when I worked, lived in Jersey. It was like I was uh, working for this um, restoration company and. Uh, we had a software company within the company, and I was marketing guy, and we needed to come up with a parent company name for our software, right? And I took the idea of like, oh, let's take a word like intuitive and shorten it to something easier, right? And we were brainstorming in this meeting, and we were coming up with like um, all these different words, and we and the word we kept coming up with as like to to encompass what we were trying to do as a, as a company, we were building project management software and it was simple. Oh, this, this software is so simple, right? So what do you think we called the company? I'm already there. Yeah, you're already there, huh? Simple. Yep, back in, what was that, 2010? You know what I mean? I hated it. I just want to put go on the record and say like, when we came up with the name, I'm like, uh, it sounds bad. Right, sounded bad back then. Now it has a different meaning, right? So I kind of feel like this whole idea of creating a brand for your business, especially like niche sites or affiliate sites, where they try to go so narrow that they end up like just boxing themselves in if they want to grow, right? So like, I just want to point out that how important a brand name is, especially if you want to scale beyond just doing ceiling fan reviews let's be honest um we talked about this in a previous episode and i'm going to reiterate it again which is when you start an affiliate site or a niche site or an authority site i don't give a fuck what you want to call it but a site okay if you want to do that i strongly suggest that you don't box yourself in because you feel like you have to have your main keyword in the domain right? You can also think of your domain name separately from your brand name, right? And I'll give you an example of that in a second. But the idea that you are boxing yourself in, like you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to add a keyword to your domain. Do you know any websites that you can think of off the top of your head where you're like, ooh, wow, they could really only do that one thing. And it's probably like video game review, right? It's probably something that you're into, where you're like, wow, that's like, you know, like, I'm going to say this and you're going to get very mad at me, like Mario Kart review. Ooh. And you're only going to get mad at me because I said Mario instead of Mario, right? Yeah, that's okay. a constant debate between the East Coast and everybody else in the world, I guess. Yeah, but like, imagine like, you're like, okay, I'm going to start a brand and I'm going to talk about 
Mario Kart. Well, okay. Why are you only? Because it's like maybe you did a bunch of keyword research and you found like, wow, no one's really talking about Mario Kart. Uh, and I'm going to keep saying Mario Kart because I just going to want to make people angry. Um, but like, yeah, you're just going to keep talking about Mario Kart. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, a new game comes out, but you can't review it because your website's called MarioKartReviews.com. It's kind of stupid. Now, this happens all the time in like niche site building and like affiliate marketing stuff because it's like, again, like old school SEO thing, which was like, I need to get that keyword in the domain because that's going to help my site via SEO. And that's not true. It's never been true. And it's even less true now. Google has been trying to kill the domain name for the last three years. They haven't done it yet, but I see it coming. So your domain name really doesn't matter at all. And I, and I say that with like, you know, oh, what about the, like, what about your domain names? Like you really care about them. And I'm like, yeah, but I honestly, at the end of the day, like if I'm searchable on Google or someone's sharing my site, they're never going to look at the domain. They're just going to see my brand name. All right. So again, I want to talk about this idea of going very broad with the brand, but you can, doesn't mean that you have to like, you know, it's like, that doesn't mean uh, you're not niching down or niching down, right? Because like they say to do that, you want to start with a small niche, right? You want to start with it. In our, in our case, we say broad brand, narrow niche, right? So let's give an example. I got two. Okay. First example, I'll just give my own. So I have a site called Brew Cabin and I can actually pull it up right now. This is Brew Cabin right here. And, you know, we talk about homebrewing. I think I only have like 40 articles on this site. It's not, it's not, you know, crazy big, but here's the thing. And I've, and I've talked about this in, a, in another video too. Brew Cabin is a broader brand than just homebrewing. Homebrewing meaning beer, right? So I could have called it Beer Cabin, right? Which would have been like, okay, I can only talk about beer and brewing, you know, we could talk about anything about beer, right? Um, but now, but but because it's Brew Cabin and not Beer Cabin, I could talk about tea, I could talk about coffee, I could talk about kombucha, I could talk about distilling, and I could talk about the alcohols within those, you know, all around. I could talk about witchcraft, technically, you know? Um, so the, the, I, and we're going to go over like that naming structure and how we can like use some brainstorming techniques to come up with different brand names. Another example I want to give, and this is my favorite, one of my favorite examples is epicgardening.com. Okay. Epic gardening is a brand that is very broad, right? Gardening is a very broad topic, right? The word epic, everyone understands what that means. It's not like a, some weird word that's like, you know, epicify or epically, I guess epically might be, might be a word. You have to check Webster's for that, but it's not some made up word. It's like, it's just basic. It's very, it's very easy to understand. It's a great brand name, but guess what? When he started this website, he wasn't talking about all things gardening. He was just, and I believe I'm correct in this. And if Kevin wants to reach out to me, let me know if I'm correct. But he started with hydroponics because he was in an apartment. So everything was indoor gardening. So it was like very specific, right? So that's the best part about when you're starting a niche site, try to think like what's the biggest term in that? If you want to start a site like ceilingfanreviews.com and you want to review ceiling fans, 
There are a lot of other things that you can review later on in your career, and you need to come up with a domain name that will accompany, like that won't be weird once you start, like, you know, again, if you own the ceilingfanreviews.com, but then you started reviewing anything other than ceiling fans, it's gonna look weird, right? Also, like, who wants to buy ceilingfanreviews.com? Like, that's like, such, like, if you're starting a niche site to eventually sell it, that's not gonna really work. All right. Now, uh, let's talk about brand trust because brand trust is something that a great brand name, a very good broad brand name that people can easily say, they can easily recognize, and it's and it and it just something that screams trust. Right. That allows you to do a lot of things with a brand name. It allows you to charge maybe some more money. It allows you to, you know, write reviews that people trust. Wirecutter is a great example of like, it's a good brand name. It means something, right? It means like, you know, cutting the wires and I guess maybe going wireless or I don't, I don't know. Actually, I didn't know I'm thinking about, it. I don't know what Wirecutter means. Are you going Wirecutter? Yeah, for reviews. I mean, I guess that would probably be like the way I interpret it is like you're getting away from the mass corporations. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, like cutting your cable. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's what it, that's what it means. So, but wire cutter. Now they talk about vacuums. They talk about all kinds of stuff. And I go there before I buy anything tech, actually, before I bought a fucking litter box, (laughs) I went to wire cutter. I was like, what's the best litter box? Like what's out there? I need a wireless care litter box for sure. No, but guess what? (laughs) The the litter box that they recommend was like 30 bucks. It was a piece of, it was a plastic tub. Like they didn't recommend like the litter robot or like some like ridiculously overpriced, stupid AI, you know, <laughs> litter machine, you know, that's going to like probably crush my cat. I think, you know, it's like eventually it's going to turn on the cat, right? Become sentient. I mean, cats used to shit outside. So the the box makes complete sense. Yeah. Me. And apparently there was all this, but there was so much research done on on this litter box that was like, you know. He, they should be able, like a lot of people that try to hide the litter boxes because it's like they don't, but that's not what the cats like. They like to be like, they're, they're like villagent or uh, no, not villagent, vigilant. Yes. <laughs> he's a villager. Uh, no, vigilant, like, you know, I'm shitting, but I don't want to be attacked. Right. Um, so yeah, Wirecutter is one of those brands that like, yeah, started as something, but it's become something else. Right. It's a review site. They could, if they start it with like, yeah, uh, streaming reviews or something or like um, tech reviews. Yeah, techreviews.com. It's like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to talk about litter boxes unless it's tech litter boxes. Mm-hmm. So I just think, um, you know, that's just an example of a, re- you know, again, if you want to start a review site, completely fine. Just you don't have to use the word reviews in it, in the domain name or the brand name, right? So, Wirecutter is now incredibly trusted, right? They're trusted for a few reasons. A brand name is just one of them, right? And it's recognizable and they, you know, they have their emblem now. You can, you'll see it on packages that say like, this has been Wirecutter approved or Wirecutter reviewed or whatever it is. But like, and they have a good logo, but like they do the work. They do the work to review these things. And then that's why like we independently of Google and independently of like whatever, we go to those websites. We literally type in the word wirecutter.com to find out reviews. That's what you want. Never in my life am I like looking for a ceiling fan and going, 
I wonder if ceilingfanreviews.coms exist. And, you know, I mean, if you were Googling reviews for a product and you came across a website that was just super specific to that product, wouldn't that be like the first one you would skip thinking it was like an ad site or they just made that domain hmm. just to cash in on that Google search? That's a good point. You know, interesting because that's, you know, who, you know, who's doing that? Who? Uh, the mattress companies. Well, they're like a Ponzi scheme, or they're they're like a money laundering business anyway. It uh, seems. Sure, but like they they are buying up mattress review sites. Like Casper owns, like they bought mattress. I don't know if it's Casper, sure, whatever. But they bought these review sites, and it's like, come on, like you know, uh, like like Imbev, which is like the big uh, beer company, right? Like massive beer company. They own RateBeer.com which is like a beer rating system. Yeah, it's like super conflict of interest, but like it's, I mean, that's a rare example and a weird example, but yeah, like, yeah, I guess, you know what? I I really don't trust review sites that have the word review in them because I'm like, like I always see like bestreviews.com and I'm like, you didn't really do this, right? Like you're just an, you're just an affiliate site. You're just nobody. But like, I trust Wirecutter. They've earned my trust, and it's also a good brand name, right? So, you know, not only that, but, like, a great brand, if you can build trust with your audience, and it's, like, something that they can remember, something that is easy to say, something that's not, like, you know, no one's going to sit there and, like, wear, like, maybe even think about wearing a T-shirt. Like, again, no one's wearing a T-shirt that says ceilingfanreviews.com, but they might wear a T-shirt that says, like, Air Force or, you know, Blade Academy or something. I don't know. I'm just randomly picking out things. We'll go over that in a second. But, you know, they might wear something like that where, you know, it's cool. So just thinking about it in a, in a broad sense. So that's all I want to say about that. Now, um, I'm going to go over uh, a couple of different ways that we can strategize brand names, basically come up with brand names, um, you know, using two different methods that I've used to create brand names of my own. Now, the first, um, the first one uh, is called the catchword container method, and I don't know if I like this phrasing of catchword container, but it's the only thing I could think of. Right now, the catchword container method is brew cabin. Right, that's using this method, which is it's taking the catchword and then putting it into a container of some of some kind. Right. So let's just run some examples. Now, if we were starting a home brewing site, right, another one, or I wanted to come up with another name for brew cabin, right? I use the word brew because the word brew is the action word of what you're actually doing. It's a home brewing website, right? But like there are a lot of like tangential or like other words that are in home brewing that I could have used, right? Or even in just if I wanted to stick to just beer brewing, there are a lot of other words I could use as my catchword. Could have used the word hop, could have used the word, you know, mash, could have used the word boil, could have used the word ferment, you know, ferment is, ferment would have actually, you know what, let's go with that. Fermentation is a great word because that now I can do fermentation of food, whereas like brew cabin, I can't really talk about sauerkraut, can I? Can't really talk about that. But if I went with fermentation... You know, then I wouldn't be able to talk about tea and coffee so much, but I would be able to talk about like a different area. So maybe you take the word fermentation, which is a long word. I would try to go a little bit shorter, but like, let's say ferment. 
and then you add a container word, right? And a container word can be like any, I, I, I like to use places, right? So like, that's why I went with swim university, right? Or money lab or brew cabin or, you know, let's do like ferment frat. <laughs> Firm gully. What is it? Firm gully. Firm gully. <laughs> it's weird, but it works. You know, like, yeah, a, yeah, gully is a place, right? Uh, gully, firm gully, like, like the like the movie, like firm, the movie gully. firm gully, yeah, yeah. Or no, it's Avatar now. Yep, yeah, sure, right. Um, the live action version of Fern Gully. Yeah, yeah, like so, you could, and that's a crazy example, right? You could, I, I had some examples here. Let's take, um, let's take, Ceiling Fan University. Okay, let's rebrand that using the catchword container method. Okay, so uh, I think I came up with some examples here okay here we go so i was just thinking about terms right that would encompass a fan so ceiling fan is a very specific type of fan but there are other types of fans right and then there are just other types of like things in the house that would like move air so we have air we have flow we have wind we have breeze we have blade we have spin we have turbine we have whip that is all the words that i kind of like came up with off the top of my head right and so you can now, if you need to find a new catchword, uh, I, I love using thesaurus.com. Thesaurus.com, find, a, find you know something that related to any of those words that you think off the top of your head. So like do the work yourself, right? Do this, get the moleskin, right? Get, get a pen, write things down, write down all the words. You're in the industry or at least starting the industry. You should know what a ceiling fan does and some words associated with ceiling fans, okay? So now that you have a bunch of words, you know, they're all short, one syllable, a lot of them, right? Two syllables at, at most. Like fermentation is a lot of syllables. Ferment is two syllables, probably a little bit better. Firm is probably a, bit, a little bit better, like F-E-R-M. It's a really bad word. You know, like mash would be a better word, mm. right? So like mash academy, Ooh. that would that would, that would would crush, right? Mash lab. Actually, I think mash lab is an actual brand. Uh, Sounds like it. You know, uh, mash room. Trying to think of other places. My mash, brain, mash Palace. Ooh, my brain always goes to alliteration, so I want to say Mash Mansion. Ooh, Mash Mansion. Ugh. But yeah, it sucks. Mash Mansion. Yeah, it sounds too, a little. Yeah, too many, too many sh words. It's a word salad. Uh, what's another M word? That's a, that's a place. Uh, monsoon. Mm. No, Mash Monsoon. That would be terrible. A uh, Mash Monstrosity Menagerie. Mm. Mash <laughs> Mash Machine. Ooh. See? Mash Factory. Monster Mash. Monster Mash. Yeah, you can go the other way too, I guess. Right? <laughs> uh that's so so yes. Uh that's just one way. So now we have all these air words. We use thesaurus.com to find more words associated with all of the other words we came up with. And with this experiment, this little like thing, I came up with gust, whiff, airflow, and zephyr. It's like, zephyr. oh, zephyr's kind of interesting. I've never it's zephyr or zephyr, but probably zephyr. Um probably has to do with Zeppelin. Probably has mm -hmm. something in that like yeah. same same area. 
Um, and then I like took all of those words. So I just came up with a giant list of like words that have to do relatively with air and movement and all of that kind of stuff. And then I picked the ones that I thought were like cool, right? And that's this is where this is where taste comes in. And also like if you think you don't have the taste, start texting people. Start texting people you know and ask them and like which word do you like the best? You know, with no context. That's another thing too. Who gives a shit? Right? So I came up with flow, breeze, zephyr, thought was pretty cool, spin and blade. So then you start adding things, you start adding that container word, right? And you could, if you want, you could sit down and come up with a list of container words, or you could use a thesaurus or um, a synonym or whatever it is, and just come up with like, you know, if you want it to be a lab, there's a bunch of different things for labs. There's a bunch of different names for like buildings and like, you know, other, any, any container, like it could be like a geographical location, right? Um, but I came up with Blade Academy, Spin Factory, Zephyr Fans, which is a, a that's going to go into our, our next thing. Flow State, mm. right? That's pretty cool. Uh, Breeze Zone, <laughs> too many Zs, I think. Yeah. Flow Fans, that's another uh, thing. So, yeah. Pretty easy if you use that method. You know, that's what I used for <laughs> Swim University, Money Lab, and Brew Cabin. All of them were done with that exact same method. You take your big catch word that's very broad, but relate it to the, the broad niche that you want to talk about eventually, right, that you can grow into, and then you just add a container word. And most likely, like, you know, if you're, if you're really creative with, like, mixing and matching those words, you'll find a domain name that exists. Now, the second way you can do this is doing a catchword plus a corner. So the catchword corner method. Now, I also don't know if I like that phrase or that name for what I'm calling it, but that would be similar to uh, Zephyr fans and Flow fans because we're taking the same catchword, but we're just adding the niche at the end of it, right? And so in this case, I've done this with uh, this brand here, which I no longer own, but it's called Roasty Coffee. So I took a word that I liked, Roasty, and I'm like, that's the brand, right? That's the brand name, Roasty, okay? Uh, coffee is just the industry it's in. So you can do that for your, dom for your domain, but really the brand name is Roasty. So you could put Roasty on you know, a, a mug, you know, a tumbler, a t-shirt, a hat, you know, you don't have to actually add the word coffee. The coffee is just for the domain name, right? So yeah, you could, that's a little harder because like, if you took all those other words like Zephyr and Breeze, like those are probably trademarked. And that's where, you know, after that, you know, we're going to talk about research in a second because there is some things you do have to research and I'll give you some stories too that, uh, you should avoid. Well, I gave you one already about simp, you know, do your research. You're like, oh, short for simple. I like it. Wait, what does it mean in, in, in 2023? What does it mean nowadays? What does it mean? A simp? Yeah. What's a simp? A simp is somebody who fawns after somebody without any sort of reciprocation. So it's like a super fan of something. So when, like you could simp over inanimate objects. It doesn't have to be people or just women or anything. I see. So back in Jersey in high school, we used to say the word sweat. 
is that the same thing? Yeah, like, like you're, why are you sweating, sweating me? Um, I think it goes a little step beyond that, to be honest with you. I think it goes into more of an obsessive territory. Uh-huh. Like the example I always think of is like people on Twitch. So there's like hot yeah. girls that, that just stream on Twitch and they're just literally just hot. Wait, there's hot anything. girls on Twitch that stream? That's all they do. That's the whole brand is that they're just hot girls I, on Twitch. And, they, and Twitch is for children, so it's, it's sure. very problematic. And people will give them gifts, money, whatever, just for them to say their name. Oh, I see. That's it. So they're yeah. simping for that person. And they defend them like crazy on the internet, on the internet as well. I see. I didn't know that there were... Uh... Yeah, they do hot tub streams, which I know. is really... I, 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 I do. Fucking, it's, it's terrible. Joking, I do know. Okay. Yeah, you're, so you simp for somebody on Twitch. I, I didn't know. <laughs> Just because I send them money doesn't mean I simp for them, okay? Okay. But don't talk shit about the hot tub woman. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's an example of like doing your research. Now we talked about just two simple methods that you can do to create a brand name kind of out of thin air. But what if you're like, I don't like those methods. Okay. Fuck you. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there are free brand name generators and I'm going to pull a couple of them up. Um, these are the ones that I found that I really liked because I did it. I, there's a there's a lot out there. Don't you know? This one I really like. It's Namelix is what I want to call it. So let's just let's just do this in real real time. All right. Let's take the ceiling fan review site. All right. And let's take one of those words. What word did you like the most? I was gonna say I liked Blade the most here. Yeah, but, I that, did too. but that feels like you could also it would like I would be a knife site. Yeah, yeah, or like I was thinking shaving for some reason, but yeah. Yeah. So like, let's just type in the word uh, airflow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is pretty generic because this what this does is it uses AI to generate a bunch of domain or a bunch of like not domain names, brand names, right? And you can have all styles, so it does like brandable names, alternate spellings, compound words, all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, you could do it randomness, so we'll do the randomness is high. And branding info, you can add a business description, I guess, to add a little bit more, but we're not going to do that. We got Flow Air. We got Airflow. They were like, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> cool Flow. That's pretty mm. cool. You know, Blix. It even gives you logos? Yeah, isn't that cool? That's I sick. mean, they're all very generic. Sure, but, but it gives you an idea, a jumping off point. Right? Least. Oxyflow. Evaporato. <laughs> Flower. So Livestream? Eh. I mean, livestream is interesting because that could encompass like all of the things in your life that like help, like like it, it sounds kind of like I guess the word stream has so many different things. Yeah. But yeah, uh flowful, wind flow. Now, you know, these are really good ideas, but you still have to do your research after this. But I love this. This was like my favorite Wind generator. Wings. Would you say, would you find? Windy Wings. Windy Wings. They just have Zephyr. That's a cool logo. I can't see it. Your oh, you can't see it? There you go. Ooh. It's just a cool logo. I like that E. Mm-hmm. You know, Skyflow. Windy Wings, yeah. Uh, there's some, I mean, there's some silly ones in With here. Satorian Algos. Yeah. But I think this is one of the best tools for, do, for, for doing this. Now, Shopify has their own. Right? So if we do the same thing where we just type in, let's just use the word flow for this one. We'll generate names. 
So this one is mainly doing the like container, you know, the catch word container method or the catch word, you know, corner method where it's just taking the word flow and just adding it to a bunch of other words, right? Um, healthy flow, self flow, hit flow, flow maven, right? Centaur flow? <laughs> what? Okay. Mm. Bison flow. There you go. Bison flow. That's weird. By it that sounds domain. cool, right? You see, you hear it, and you're like, bison flow. Fuck yeah, man. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But yeah, like, there's this is okay. Flow factory. Ooh. Yeah. Th- this is okay. I think the first one's a little bit better. Agreed. But this one, you know, if you just need names. But again, I think it's important that you at least come up with those catchwords. I think it's like, do that research on your own. And then you can start entering those catchwords into these generators because you do need a place to start. Now, the last one I liked, um, which I learned on Twitter, was Lean Domain Search. This is interest. This is an interesting site because it finds domain names that actually are available. So, doing the same thing where we type in the word "flow," it does very. It does. It's similar to what um, the Shopify generator does, except their domain names that are available, right? So it found all these uh, domain names like Flow Barn. Flow District. (laughs) Flow District. Let's see. Flow Splash. Mm. Flow Rally. Flow Supply. Flow Blaster. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, let's see. And if you click on it, it'll tell you if it's available. So Flow Blaster (laughs) is still available. Uh, and is not available on Twitter. So somebody is already out there at Flow Blaster on Twitter. Sounds like a leaf blower. Yeah. Flow Pirate. Ooh. You know. Hometown Flow. Okay. Cowboy Flow. It's just, I mean, like, just gets the brain churning. And it's just a little, you know, it's a helpful, these tools are very helpful. But again, once you come up with those catchwords and... You know, all we have to do is sit down and figure that catchword out. Chris, let's pick a um, let's pick a thing we want to start a website about. Okay, should we, does it have to be something that we're both interested in? Since we have to be able to talk about it. Yes. Ooh, let's do. Um... We'll do uh, a site where we basically talk about TV and movies, since we tend to do that a lot. All right. So, what are we doing with this site? Are we just reviewing them? Are we like a? Are we that? What's that site? AV Club. Ooh, yeah. I would say pretty similar to that, but um, obviously we don't want to just do reviews. We want a broad brand, narrow niche. Hmm. Hmm. So, I think reviews is a broad thing we can do. Okay. I think it's like, well, if we only reviewed. TV, that would be, it's pretty broad, but it's still like, it's a narrow thing, sure. right? So like we could do TV, we could do video game, you know, cinematics, yeah, so we could like do media, media in general. All right. Sure. So taking that idea, we're starting a uh, media review site, which is very, very broad, yes. right? Okay. And we're going to make money with ads on the site because how else are you going to make money with reviews, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll get to interview some celebrities Ooh, in the future. I would love that. All right. So what are some words that come to mind? We can just come up with catchwords, and I'm going to pull up uh, thesaurus.com if we need any help. I don't know how to spell thesaurus, but there it is. Um, so we have the word media, so we'll just type that in. 
right? So we have publishing news, television, boo, cable, wire cutter. Oh, I can't use that shit. Damn it. Um, we have screen, right? Mm-hmm. So let's hold on. Let me let me pull up. Uh, we're gonna pull up things where I could write things down. Where can I write things down? Do is there like a, is there a notes app? Let's see, notes app. Fast notes. Nope. Now, is this gonna work? No one can see what we're doing. This is completely bullshit. Um, oh no, that's just another search engine. Google Keep. Is that gonna work? Try Google Keep, web version. Oh god damn it. Anyway, uh, text editor online. This is a waste of time. The power of editing. All right. All right, here we go. Fine. Anything. All right, so we have screen. What else we got? Well, you said media already. Oh, this sucks. It has a whole bunch of ads on it. Love it. Do you have uh, Apple Notes here? Yeah, I don't know what's going to come up Okay, when you pull it up. But... All right. So we have what What else you say? Uh, we already said media. Media. Um, screen. Um, entertainment. Mm-hmm. TV. What do you What do you do? You watch it. You eat popcorn. Yeah. Watch. Watch. Uh, couch. Sit on the couch to watch TV. Your remote. Right. You use a remote to to change the channel. Stream. I guess. You stream things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of that. What else do you do? What like when you when you're sitting there and it's like yeah uh, glow right you have a glow of the screen okay on you so I'm going a little bit a little bit strange sure okay God this sucks look at all these freaking ads you gotta make money somehow people we are we're just like so many goddamn oh you might ads. be able to pull that bottom corner where it says nine words nine words yeah see the bottom corner of the text field uh huh go to the very edge uh huh oh and just make it massive yeah so you don't see them. There you go. All right. So, um, what do you what? Uh, so, like, all right. You're watching TV. You're entertained. You're sitting there. You're you got a blanket on you, maybe. You're eating popcorn. Cozy. You're at the cinema. 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 Yeah. Cinema. 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 Your your coat and nah, the cozy kind of mm. sucks. Um, your your zap. I don't know. Zap. You're getting shocked. HDMI. <laughs> you have to use HDMI. Flat screen. You're all right. Out of all those words that we just that we just wrote down, which one is the coolest looking one? God. I know. I'd say glow and popcorn. I was gonna say popcorn as well. It seems to be a crossover. All so. right. So let's go over to name business name generator here. We're gonna create some new names, and we're gonna call it. Oh, we could just, you know, because it could be pop. So we'll put in popcorn. Yeah, like pop culture. All right. Corn pop. Hot butter. Oh, my God. Snackables. Snackables. I feel like that's already a thing. Yeah, it's like a subscription shirt. Roasted Joy. I guess, yeah, because we put in... uh... Munchbox? Oh, my God. Crumble pop. Crumble pop. Caramel delights. Yeah, I kind of feel like. All right, let's do. Let's let's go back. Let's just do the word media. Let's see what that does. 
or you know maybe screen would be a good one too to try yeah so we got buzznet buzznet vox media that's already a pl- thing yeah, what i was actually gonna bring up vox as an example of like blog I, blog is just a name i guess humble humblo if anybody, I'm, I'm sorry we're saying these out loud. If you're listening to the podcast, you're just not, you're just like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah, we're looking at a, uh, a, a video stream. We're looking at a, a name generator and it's just coming up with all these names. Media Blip, Media Mate, Blue Line, Cinephile. There you go. That sounds like it already exists. But maybe, it, yeah, but maybe it's Cinephile. <gasps> Ooh, like F-I-L-E? Yeah. Hmm. You know, so yeah, uh, Cheddar Press. <laughs> Cheddar Press, that's not a bad one. Um, so, what about, yeah, do screen? Yeah, or stream. I, I, even though I don't like stream, I would like to see what it comes up with. So yeah, uh, pixelized. Screw that's a good one. Pixelized. Ooh, I do like that. Right? Scroogled. <laughs> Snips view. Okay. I like, there's a, there's a cool, there's a snapshot's a good one. Pinton? You know, it's like, yeah, there's, all right, let me, let me just take this one. Pixelized. Pixelized. Okay. I like it. So let's, so let's say that that's the name of the, of the brand, right? So that's, we could, we could technically call that our catchword, Mm -hmm. right? So assuming that if we were to go to a domain generator, like, or as a domain name, you know, finder, we're probably not going to get pixelized.com. Why don't you go to that, the site? That finds one for you. Well, that's what we're going to talk about research in a second, but we're just doing this for like coming up with names. Now. You could do like pixelizedmedia.com, right? Mm. So it's like you don't necessarily have to, you know, the brand name itself doesn't have to match the domain name. The real the real thing with the container words is like, yes, Money Lab, because like the brand's not money, it's Money Lab, that's the brand. But like pixelized is the brand, but it could be pixelized press, which could be cool, right? Pixelized media, that's you can add your container word or your or your corner word. Right, your your niche word at the end of it, and that can be your domain name. I like it, you know. And that is quick. I mean, we could. I think that if you're gonna pick a brand name and you're gonna like really start a real business around it, it should take you a while. You should do some research. And let's talk about research because this is where it gets interesting. Um, oh no! Before we talk about research, I'm so sorry. There is another type of brand name you can go with. The other type of brand name you can go with is what if you don't have a niche? Mm-hmm. What if Chris wants to start a Chris site where he talks about anything and everything he wants to or wants to switch niches in the middle? Maybe he starts with talking about, you know, video game reviews, but he goes, this sucks. I want to switch to uh, talking about business or I want to switch to talking about um, or I just want to switch to like do website design for people. Or, I don't know. It could be anything. The safest brand name you could go with is your name, hmm. right? Am I wrong? And I have such a unique name, Chris. Nobody else has that name. No, so no one else. Guaranteed. No one else has Chris Givanisi. <laughs> That's true. So I own mattgivanisi.com. I also own givanisi.com. I'm sorry I took it. Oh. I mean, actually, I do own chrisgeo.co. There you go. So, so for my photography. Yeah. So you can go, that's an easy win, right? No brand, brand is you. Another one, and I want to bring up Vox, because what is Vox? What is Vox? You know what Vox is? I've definitely seen it, 
and I've watched their videos before, but I don't, I can't narrow down what they are without going to the site. Okay. Vox like news, but yes, yeah. Vox is a news explainer. They usually don't break stories. The story comes out. It's been out for a while, and then they do a deep dive on explaining it to people like me who don't, you know, care about breaking news, right? So I love Vox, um, especially their videos. Vox is an interesting, and it's one of those brand names that I, I heard it, and I was like, God damn, that's a good brand name. Because Vox means voice. In, in, in the world of, like, recording... You know, that's what you would say for vocals. You would say Vox, right? It's like their short word for that. And it's just cool because it's three letters. Now, what's even cooler about that, and and this is just might just might just be me, and like as as like a kind of an audio nerd a little bit, they have their own proprietary software that they use for all of their Vox media sites. So they own Recode and they own like Bustle, I think, and Refinery29, and like they own a bunch of like uh, properties, right? But they all use like one internal WordPress-like, um, you know, CMS. They call it Chorus. And I'm like, that's so good because <laughs> it's a choir of voices. So I just love it. Yeah. Smart. I know. I know. So good. But anyway, like that's another one where you could come up with like, a really, 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 really generic thing, right? It doesn't actually matter. Like, what is Spotify? You know what I mean? Like, as I, I hear the word Spotify, and I do, and like, had has is has it? It's it's now associated with like streaming music, right? And now I guess podcast. But like before, I'm like I would not know what the fuck this thing does, right? Now compared to Shopify, which I'm like, okay, at least that has to do with shopping and it's an e Okay, fine. That makes sense. But Spotify, again, you could take a word that makes that means absolutely nothing and turn it into something. So, But I don't like that name. I'm like, now that you're making me think about Spotify <laughs> as a brand, I'm like, that's a shitty name. Yeah, I kind of think so too. Like, what, it, is the, what, the, what were they trying to accomplish there? Especially because it's so close to Shopify, which is another like massive company. Like, they're just so close. It's like only a couple letters different. But they're, what are they affying? Spots. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so that's that. Now, I want to talk about research, okay? Um, I, I mentioned the simp thing, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> we can work that story in again, but no. Um, I saw this. Uh, all right, so I'm going to tell another story before you switch to that. Great. I'm going to tell another story because <laughs> this is – this is real, all right? Now, I had a friend who uh, was starting a software product, right, in the SEO space. And I believe he was working with a marketing guy, but they, he came to me and he had, he was like trying to, they were trying to come up with a name for the product. And he came to me and he asked me what I thought of this name. And I literally couldn't believe that he had said it to me and not heard it. So like the easiest thing you can do to research if a brand name is good is to just say it out loud, right? Now, in the in the going back to like simp, that's like you should google that. Like whatever you come up with like go google it and just see if there's like some urban dictionary, you know, definition or there's, you know, 
another brand name that's already using it that's like really close to what you do because you're not gonna be able to trademark it although trademarking is you don't really need to do it honestly but um so he said he has this seo tool and he wanted to call it grow okay talking about growing a website sure pin like pinterest right so it's like okay and i and and then he said it i was like said it to me so say it out loud gropin what gropin what are you saying gropin genocide yeah so like that's the i'm like i'm like do you hear what you're saying do you hear it say it out loud right uh another example i give in this article that i'm writing is again it's a based on a 30 rock joke but if you were a woman and your name was jenna and you wanted to start a side hustle and that was your brand name. You wanted to call it Jenna's Side Hustle.com. Say it out loud. Jenna's Side Hustle. It's Jenna's Side Hustle. It's, you know, another one. Again, just saying it out loud. Save you a lot of, a lot of, lot of pain in the future. There's an actual company uh, that makes a product called Deadline Funnel. And they, their parent company is Growth Leap. Right, and I see it. It looks fine when you see it, but say it out loud. Growth leap, growth leap, <laughs> growth leap, growth leap, growth leap. It just growth sounds leap. silly. People, I've said that out loud. I've used that example before, and people are like, "What's well, fine?" I'm like, "But it sounds like you have a lisp." Mm-hmm. Growth leap, growth leap. It almost sounds like you're saying "Go to sleep really fast" <laughs> with a lisp. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Just saying, not that that's a bad thing. It's just say it out loud because sometimes it is a bad thing. Um, another one, this one was crazy. I, I took a, a screenshot of this. Um, so this guy added me after I was talking about it on Twitter. Do your research. He had picked a company name, BizOn, which meant business, live on. You put it together. Uh, apparently, apparently. It's a Russian gun and Polish dogfighting cult. Jeez. Like, jeez. Like, ooh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so just something to think about. Whatever you come up with, just Google it. <laughs> Google it before you, like, buy your domain. Um, and then I have a couple more here that are, like, you know, say it out loud, double letters, in a, so with multiple words, so as an example, um, uh, my wife, Steph, had this uh, site called Empowered Dollar, and it just had a double D in the middle, right? So it that doesn't really matter, honestly, at the end of the day. To me, it's a pet peeve when I see that, like, double letter in the middle of a domain. But you don't have to actually. It doesn't really matter. Can you say it in any language, you know? Like, is it easy to say in other languages? Does it make sense in the country, outside of the country you operate in? Now, uh, the example of that, which is fake. I'm going to say that right now, that this is a fake example. I looked it up on Snopes. It is not a thing, okay? Um, but remember the story of the Chevy Nova? So have you heard of this story? Nope. So Chevy Nova was a car back in, I think, the 80s or maybe the 70s. Um, and there's this story, there's this marketing story that's gone around that's like, 
wow, the Chevy Nova was really popular, but it didn't do well in Mexico because Nova means no go. It doesn't go. So like, they're like, oh, and it just tanked in Mexico. Not true. It's not what Nova means. <laughs> you know, it never happened. But it's still an interesting story because it's like, does it make sense in the outside of the country that you operate in, especially if you want to expand in that, you know? So does does university make sense out of the, outside? Does swim make sense outside the country? Yes. So like, it's a good, good way to do it, right? But like, if there's something that's like uniquely American, and this goes for like copywriting too, like when you say phrases in your copywriting, right? Like knocked it out of the park, right? Like that phrase seems innocent, right? He knocked it out of the park, right? That's a baseball thing. And not every country has baseball. So it may be your, your copywriting needs to be simplified a little bit and remove some of those like things that we say in this country, but people don't say in other countries. Um, the other thing is an example I could give, which is a really tough example, but, and, and I'm going really big here, really big with this example, but um, the difference between a company like Target and Whole Foods, right? So you might, these are massively huge companies that I'm bringing up, right? And you can even replace Target with Amazon since Amazon owns Whole Foods, right? So what's interesting about Target is Target, the word, kind of has no meaning to what they do, right? Amazon, ha it has no meaning to what they do. They can literally, these two companies can literally sell anything. They could switch to any market. It doesn't matter. They're easy to say and they're memorable. Now, you look at you like I go into Target a lot, right? Target has vinyl records now, which is kind of cool. So sometimes I'll buy vinyl records at Target, which is crazy that they have that. But I'm like, okay, they have a media section of their of their store. Great. What about Whole Foods? Whole Foods sells a lot of things, but they don't sell records. But Target sells food. So boxing yourself in by calling something Whole Foods, you know, is just boxing yourself in. Again, ridiculous example because Whole Foods, food's a very general category, but it's not as general as Target. Target's like way more general. Target could be a software company. It could be anything, right? Amazon could, could essentially be any type of company. So when you think about branding, just think about, you know, you could go super wide, but the wider you go, the more generic the name, the harder it's going to be to like trademark if you want to get into that, right? And just kind of like to wrap things up, do you actually need to trademark? No. I trademarked Swim University and I trademarked it in one category and it has basically allowed me to do just one stupid thing. Anybody... From my understanding, anybody can create a logo and put TM on it, right? Which stands for trademark. But that's if the trademark is pending. So you don't actually have to have something trademarked to put the little TM at the end of your logo, right? But you do have to have a trademark if you want to put the R in the circle, which means registered. It's a registered trademark with, you know. So, yeah, there's been times like... With Swim University, I've had, you know, companies that pop up. Like, there's a company that popped up called Poolman University. I'm like, that's a little close. It's a little close. I have, I have no, I have no, <laughs> I have no legs to stand on, even with my trademark. 
So, you know, is it worth like five to a thousand dollars to trademark your name? No. But does that little R matter? No. Like no one knows the difference between a TM and an R. I just told you what it is, but you probably trust it either way. Like, you, you know, so when you see TM on a logo, you just know that like they just added that because they could. It's not like, you know, and I guess anybody could really add the R. <laughs> like, like who's going to who's who's governing that? You know, who's enforcing that rule? Um, so I don't think you need to trademark your brand name. And I also don't think the domain matters all that much. And I th and I really don't think it's going to matter in the future. So like whether you decide like if you can get a dot com, awesome. Right. Great. If you, you came up with a unique enough brand name and the dot com was available, good for you. I did it with Swim University. I own SwimU.com. I own SwimUniversity.com. I did it with Brew Cabin, but it but, but Brew Cabin, I started with a dot co, which I think is completely acceptable. Because dot co, you're just removing one letter from the dot com, right? So whatever. Um, dot net. I there's big sites on dot net, so like I I don't know, but dot biz everyone makes fun of right but like there's so many like extensions now that it doesn't fucking matter like there's dot io there's dot sucks you can get um there's dot pizza so it's like okay clearly no one cares about the, ex the domain extension anymore but i when i bought uh when i started brew cabin brewcabin.com was taken it was just being squatted on it wasn't like there was no website or anything so i just bought brewcabin.co and I was like, all right, I'm comfortable with brewcabin.co. It's fine. But I reached out to the owners and I was like, would you sell me brewcabin.com? And they said no. And then immediately copied my site and put it on their site. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, one, you can't do that. Um, and then I said, look, I, look, I'm willing to pay you since you're clearly not doing anything. You just want to like fuck with me. So like, you're like you, do you want money or not? You know, it's like, it's that simple. Like this is just costing you money to host the site or you could make money. And so they ended up selling it to me and all the um, handles that went with it. So, you know, I got the dot com. It wasn't cheap. It was definitely not $10 a month or $10 a year or whatever it is with like GoDaddy or Google Domains or something. But yeah, I don't really think the domain matters anymore. You know, it's like, I, and I own, I don't own moneylab.com. I own moneylab.co, right? Would I like to own moneylab.com? I would. I really would, right? But that's like an ego thing. It's not like I, I don't actually need to own it, but I would like to own it. But the thing is, if you Google MoneyLab, I'm number one. So what is the .com going to do for me at this stage? It's like, and also that person who owns .com, what are they going to do? So just give it to me for a reasonable price. Plus, how do people find websites anymore? They literally just go to Google. That's why Google's trying to kill the domain name because they're like, we don't really need it. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't even know if they even put the domain name anymore in the SERPs. Hmm. Before I say that, let's go look. Let's just type in, uh, let's type in money left. Watch me not be number one. Oh, it's there. Number one, baby. Number one, baby. Um, so what did we learn? Did we don't, learn anything? Don't name your company simp. Don't name your company simp. <laughs> it's that simple. Um, yeah, I think really like, th so in the last episode, we talked about picking a niche in five minutes, right? 
Because I believe it's that simple. It's that fast. With brand names, I think it should take you some time. It took me a long time to come up with Brew Cabin. Now, Brew Cabin, I, I sat for a week with Steph. Like every night, we're just like coming out with names, coming up with names. I just wasn't liking anything. But Swim University kind of popped in my head. It was just like, oh, I like that name. I just hit, it hit, I bought the domain name, boom. Um, and then with uh, Roasty Coffee was another one that like, I was just like, I want to start a coffee site. And I just like sat in my bed quietly. I was like, Roasty, Roasty, I like Roasty Coffee. That's a good, you know. Um, Money Lab was interesting because Money Lab started out as I was like, okay, I want to call it Product Lab. And that was the name for a long time. We never bought the domain name, but as we were like coming up with the idea for Money Lab uh, as a brand, it, we were calling it Product Lab because we wanted to talk about building products. Um, and then one day I was like, why are we, we're niching ourselves down into just, into just talking about building products in business. It kind of limits us to like if we wanted to talk about like affiliate marketing or any other type of like business thing. So I was like, let's just call it what you ultimately get at the end. Like what is it that everybody wants when they start a business? Money. And I was like, let's just call it that, right? And then we could talk about building a business. We could talk about personal finance if we wanted to. You know, we could talk about investing. We could talk, you know, and have them all kind of be related to this business thing. And so I was like, Money Lab, let's see if it exists. The .com doesn't exist, but the .co exists, boom, it's mine. And, and I went to .com and there was nothing there. So, I, you know, and other people have come up with Money Lab. I'm not like, there's nothing original there, right? A lot of them were like mainly talking about crypto, you know? So it's like, all right, I don't talk about crypto, but um, yeah. So like all of those names, just kind of like, just sitting down, being somewhat creative, asking your friends, doing a tiny bit of research, like say it out loud, Google it. <laughs> it's pretty much all you have to do, right? You know, and, and you'll find your answer um, if it's worth using or not. Get the domain name, could be a .co, could be a .com, could be a .io, could be a .ai, could be a dot .pizza. Pizza. If it's, you know, I, there's one like .pro, mm -hmm. right? I could own moneylab.pro. So, you know, doesn't really matter. At the end of the day. Uh, so yeah, that's, I, I would say if I had to leave you with anything, I would say, take your time, come up with a good brand name, come up with something that you're going to like, that you're going to live with for a long time, and that you're going to want to build a badass company with. That's it. And I'll see you next time.